Welcome to the Chronic Athlete Podcast. This is your host, Amy Denson, retired professional athlete turned life and wellness coach. This podcast features stories full of inspiration, resilience, and all things wellness. And its mission is to provide proof that it can be done, whatever it looks like for you. I'm obsessed with personal development, growth, and getting curious around how we can all create the life that we desire. So if those are your jam too, I'm so happy you're here. And if you're new to this space, welcome. Hello, my friend. Welcome to another episode of the Chronic Athlete Podcast. Today we are talking about it's all in your head. If you've ever been told this, like it's all in your head, that's not what's going on, you're crazy, there's nothing wrong with you, this episode is for you. I'm going all the way back to 2016 when I was diagnosed with my second autoimmune disorder, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune disorder that your immune system attacks your thyroid, thinking it's an infor- a foreign invader and our body is doing its job. It's confused. And in that attack, it causes quite a bit of chaos and comes out in the form of all kinds of symptoms. Unless you have the appropriate medical support doctor that will test for it, sometimes it's, well, sometimes, a lot of times it is missed, it is underdiagnosed, and it is treated with thyroid medicine, which doesn't always work for an autoimmune disorder, even though it is related to the thyroid. So I was coaching at Portland State University, and we had a a team come in and they were practicing the day before a game. And it was my job to open the gym, make sure they had everything, close the gym up, lock everything up and leave. Well, I was waiting for them to get done with their practice. And I all of a sudden had a nosebleed and in, I could not get it stopped. So I went to the emergency room and I went to an ear, nose and throat doctor and I put my head back and he was like, oh my gosh, you have huge nodules in your neck. You need to go get those biopsied ASAP. Well, I was super scared. I I had no idea they were even there. I was experiencing a ton of symptoms at the time, but I didn't really recognize them as symptoms. I thought it was me. I thought I was aging. I thought this is just what my body is doing. I didn't recognize them as symptoms. I did know I was under a lot of stress at that time. So I immediately booked an appointment to go see a top endocrinologist at OHSU, which if you are listening outside of Portland, Oregon, it's one of, it's Oregon Health and Science University. It's um, one of the top universities in the Northwest, well, medical centers, but it's also a university in the Northwest. Got a, got an ultrasound, got a biopsy on my throat. The doctor looked over at me and she's like, okay, yeah, you have Hashimoto's. And I was like, okay, how do we fix this? How, what do we do? And she said, well, we just don't do anything. We wait till your body attacks your thyroid to the point where it just doesn't work anymore. And then we will start you on hormone supplements. And then, okay, well, I said, could this be related to like hair loss or kind of feeling a little out of control or feeling um, emotionally up and down and not sleeping and and she said, um, I, no, I don't think so. And so I was like, okay. And the way I was raised, and I think a lot of us, you know, a doctor knows way more than I know. A uh, doctor is authority in their field. 
this is the first time I had even heard the word. I could, I didn't even really remember what the word was. And so I took her word over the way that I felt. Over the next three years, I saw a dermatologist because my hair was falling out. And that was the the scariest part for me. Um, and I think as a woman, I think most people can relate to to that part. So I had just Googled, you know, my way through these next two and three years. And I had read that a dermatologist can help with hair loss. So I went and saw a dermatologist. Um, she proceeded to tell me that I was prematurely balding and I was 33 years old and she uh, recommended Rogaine. So I left and I was sad and I felt defeated. I went to another doctor at the time later because I was suffering from what I thought was maybe insomnia. I couldn't, I was so tired. Gosh, I was tired. I was run down and I could not sleep. Um, I would sleep maybe in little increments, but I was just never rested. So they provided me with some sleeping pills and said that the the sleeping pills that I, I really want to give you, I cannot give you until you try these. It was because of the way that I guess it was set up. He goes, but be really careful because these are really addictive. And so I tried the sleeping pills and they were amazing, but I was so scared to become so dependent on them that I stopped taking those. And the last stop was I went to the dentist for a checkup my jaw was so sore in the morning and I didn't understand why. And so they were like, Hey, is everything okay? And I said, well, I'm having like a lot of jaw pain. And he looked and he was like, Oh, well, you're grinding your teeth at night. And I was like, really? And he said, yeah, he's, have you never done that or, or anything? I said, no, I've never known to do like nobody else. No other dentist has said anything about that. And he goes, yeah. He goes, are you under a lot of stress? And I was like, Oh my God. At the time, I was still coaching. I coached until, I believe, 2018. And it was one of the most toxic places that I've ever been around a situation. And in the team, the girls that I coached were just amazing. And they alone went through a really stressful experience as we took over the program. And we took over the program really late. And so when you take over a college program and you you do have spots to fill, we were just like, oh my gosh, put your hand up if you want a scholarship kind of thing. But we did fill the spots and, you know, that team went from, I think we had four wins in 2016 and we had over 20 in 2018. It was a really quick turnaround. And, but that process was really, really hard. The young women that I was able to coach and that they are the the reason for that turnaround. It was a joy to be around them and to lead them. And I wish that looking back now, I wish that I was a better leader and a better coach and a better mentor, but I was so stuck in my head and my situation. And I was so stressed out and, and trying not to ever let them see, you know, me down or me stressed or worried. I just felt very isolated um, I was very isolated from the rest of the staff. It was just, it was very, very stressful. And now part of that stress is my fault because as we're talking about the thyroid, I did not use my voice. I did not stand up for myself. I let so much shit go. I bottled it in. And so it consumed me because all of this stuff that I, you know, me feeling these this way, feeling left out, feeling not wanted, feeling less than for 
two and a half of the three years, you know, thought it was obviously something wrong with me. There's something I need to change. Obviously, I didn't know the game as well as I thought. Obviously, I wasn't as good of a coach as I thought I could be. And so I put a lot of that back on myself. And that is my own fault. So even though it was a tough situation, there is a lot of things that I could do to free myself from the isolation in my head and the stress and everything like that. So I've always thought that I probably would always have Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. I have both, which by the way, those go hand in hand about 80% of the time. So if you are diagnosed with hypothyroidism, please have your doctor run a full thyroid panel um, and just to test your antibodies. And if you have any questions, just message me about that. But I probably was always going to have it. I think the stress of this job just totally just skyrocketed the progress of it to where I still have goiters in my neck. And it's, I'm very, still, I'm very, very, what is it? Just sensitive about them. I'm, I, what am I trying to say? Self-conscious about them. I look at them all the time. I, I look in the mirror and like, I'll put my head back and swallow and I'm like, oh my God, are they getting bigger or and, and that is a really tough part because once you kind of have them, it's really, really difficult to ever get rid of them, let alone just reduce them. And they have reduced since, since my journey. So all of this stuff literally is floating around in my head. And, and the stress of the job, the stress of me not feeling enough, the stress of me being so unhappy and feeling stuck was exasperating the symptoms and what was going on. And so flash forward to uh, 2018, I quit that job with no backup plan, but it was for my mental and physical health that I, I just had had enough. We had had people over for Memorial Day weekend. And that weekend, we, you know, we barbecued, we drank, we ate, we just had a great time. And I was so miserable. And I I spent a lot of energy just putting on a front just because I just, you know, obviously I want to not bring other people down and be a good host and all of that. And as soon as that door shut, I just started bawling. And I looked at my husband and I just said, I can't, I cannot live like this anymore. There's no way that this is how I am going to feel for the rest of my life. There has to be a better way. And that was the moment that I started just to not only advocate for myself, but really dig for answers. Of course, a few months later, I was recommended to a naturopath and she has changed my life and just been so supportive, but also just willing to dig into what's going on, rerun the full blood panels. I mean, all the time. And I did end up getting on medication I go through a compound pharmacy, so she actually adjusts the T3, T4 amount that I'm getting just as my body changes and impacts change could be stress, could be just aging in general, could, you know, could be a plethora of things. And what's really cool is that she actually controls what goes into like the fillers and the binders, um, which I know I'm super blessed at, to be able to, to go through something like that. So Flash forward to a couple weeks ago this summer, and I was in a really weird spot where I was about to run out of my med medication, and then I was going to go get blood work. After you get blood work, I think I had my doctor appointment about a week after. So there was going to be about two weeks that I was going to be out of my 
thyroid medication. I was stressed. I was really stressed. I was like, oh my gosh, is this going to throw me off balance? Oh my gosh, are my symptoms going to be, you know, crazy? What is this going to, you know, do to me emotionally or mentally? And I was just really stressed and I caught myself and I was thinking, well, if I'm thinking about all of this doomsday, what's going to happen when dot, 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 and I'm thinking about it in the most negative way possible, what did I expect to happen? If I am just sitting there thinking about fear-based thoughts, stressful thoughts of all of the things that could happen or are going to pop up, of course they're going to pop up. I'm not on my medication. I just caught myself and I was like, well, of, of course all of those things are going to happen because I'm reinforcing that they are. And I had to stop and change my outlook, change my thoughts. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? This is going to be a really good challenge for me to continue to incorporate everything else that I've learned that really supports my body and supports the thyroid. And just like I tell my clients or even people that are I talk to about thyroid, you know, medication is one part. Not everybody has to be on it. Some people do. It's one piece of it, but there is so much that goes into thyroid health. Lifestyle decisions are probably 80% of it, right? So eating properly, blood sugar uh, regulation, movement, sunshine, the biggest one, of course, reducing stress. I know all of those things matter more than the medication does. So I took this time to really use the concept of it's all in my head to my advantage. So I changed my fear-based thoughts of what could happen or what's probably going to happen like as a symptom from a symptom standpoint. You know, I've been taking this medication for three years and the day I stop, my body's going to break down basically was where I was going with that to empowering thoughts of I get to see how my body responds when I continue to support it in the way that I know that it needs. And not only continue to, maybe in these two weeks, I can elevate it to really give it some extra love when maybe my body is trying to figure out what's going on. Maybe there's zero change. Maybe it's two weeks is probably not enough of time for it to go wonky anyway. Maybe nothing is going to happen. Maybe my body is just going to carry on and not feel the stress of me freaking it out because of my fear. It's something that popped up that I didn't realize would affect me so much. And also, it was empowering to change the perspective, change my thoughts. And so it was a very full circle moment of being told for years that my symptoms were all in my head that there was nothing wrong with me, that the symptoms I was experiencing as a part of aging, which is bullshit. And now I think, what is it? Gosh, y'all, five years later, they were right. It's all in my head. It's all in my head. It's my thoughts that are going to dictate my emotions, that are going to dictate my actions. I know how to take care of myself. I know how to mitigate symptoms. I know that my body is strong I know that my body is intuitive. I know that if I can support and reduce the stress and not only reduce the stress, but like reduce the stress, increase the joy. Let's see what kind of chemical reactions when we 
put more joy into our life, more love into our life, more prioritizing ourselves into our life? How is my body reacting to the thoughts of empowerment, the thoughts of joy, the thoughts of excitement? I guarantee your body is going to react in a much different way than if we're constantly stressing about, oh my gosh, I ate this food. How is my body going to react? Oh my gosh, am I sensitive to this? Is dairy, is it dairy? Is it gluten? You know, and so we just, we go down these rabbit holes of stress, which who knows if that's even true. We have to, if, if you do want to know if something's true, we have to dig much, much deeper for that. The thoughts of stress that is that are impacting us on such a freaking magnificent level. And I really don't think we are aware of how much stress our body is really under. And I don't think we are aware of how much stress that we put our body under just coming from the thoughts that we think all of the time. I just heard the other day, I think that we think the same thoughts about 80% of the time. So what thoughts are you thinking about most? How do you talk to yourself majority of the time? How do you lift yourself up or how do you judge yourself majority of the time? Our thoughts are going to affect our body. Our thoughts are going to affect how we feel and how we feel is going to really impact the actions that we do or do not take. Y'all, they were right. It is all in our head. And that gives us the freedom and the responsibility to make sure that what we have going on in our head is serving us at the highest level. And it may not be like that all the time. It's not going to be like that all the time. But we still have the power to adjust our thoughts, to interrupt our thoughts, and then to go out and do something that really helps to clear our thoughts, whether that be movement outside. That's always a go-to for me, especially with my dogs, especially in nature. Man, talk about a, a major shift. Maybe that's somewhere near water for you. Maybe that's just being around your kids and putting everything down. We have so much power. It is in our head. They were absolutely right. So I hope that this message brought awareness to you, also just some empowerment to you and how much you can do for your body and yourself and your life through your thoughts. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Please join us in the Chronic Athlete Facebook community for more conversations around this and just personal development in general, bettering your life, really one conversation at a time, getting to know each other, asking better questions. You can also find me on Instagram at Coach Amy Ray. I hope that you have a blessed day and I will see you at the next episode. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Chronic Athlete Podcast. My hope is that this message brought meaning to what's going on in your life today. If you feel so called, please leave a five-star review and let me know what you enjoyed about this episode or the podcast overall. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Amy Ray or on Facebook at the Chronic Athlete Podcast Community. would love to have you join and continue to have deeper conversations around growth and personal development and of course, all things wellness. Take care.